Good afternoon, students. Unfortunately, we won't be able to be together as a class in person at church. So Father has asked me to conduct our last lesson uh, via an audio recording. So what we're going to do today is we're going to review all of the lessons that we had learned over the course of the year in the catechism. So we'll start with lesson one, which was titled, God Made Us. We learned that God made all things, animals, plants, and animals, and humans. We learned that God made us to show his goodness and be happy with him in heaven. We were, we were created to know, love, and serve him. In lesson two, God is great, we learned that God knows and can do anything. God has no beginning. He always was and will always be forever. In lesson three, we talked about the Blessed Trinity. We learned that there is only one God, but there are three divine persons in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We call this the Blessed Trinity, which is God's family, but the family is an all one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as humans, sometimes this is a hard mystery because three persons in one God is hard for our logical mind to to wrap our head around. So we use faith in cases like this to help us, to guide us in things that we don't always know and understand as humans. In lesson four, we talk about the first sins. We learned about our first parents, Adam and Eve, and that they were the ones that committed the first sins on earth. We also learned that the very first sin committed was the bad angels when uh, Lucifer, uh, through his sin of pride, thought that he was better than God, uh, led him and other angels away from God, so they were cast into hell, and the ones that wanted to stay with God and wanted to be with God were in heaven. And we know that sin is disobeying God's laws. So the angels, Lucifer and his followers, disobeyed God first, and then in the case of Adam and Eve, humans committed the first sin uh, at the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit in the garden. We learned that original sin was passed down to us by our first parents, Adam and Eve, and that Mary, Jesus' mother, was the only human to ever be free of this sin. In Lesson 5, Our Own Sins, we learned about actual sin, sins that we ourselves commit. So original sin in lesson four was the sin that we were born into. It wasn't our choice. It was the sin that Adam and Eve had um, started when they were um, on earth. And then when we are born into this world, the sin kind of comes with it, with being born. But actual sin is the sin that we ourselves commit, meaning we make a choice to do good or not to do good. There are two types of actual sin. There's venial sin and there's mortal sin. Venial sin is a lesser offense against God. Mortal sin is a serious offense against God. So if you have venial sin on your soul, you can worthily receive communion. If you have mortal sin on your soul, which is the serious offense against God, you may not receive communion because all of the grace that is that would be in your soul is gone. And the only way to make friends again with our Lord 
is to go to the sacrament of confession, be sorry for your sins, and be forgiven. Then the person may then again receive Jesus worthily at, at the Mass. In Lesson 6, Son of God Becomes Man, we learn that Jesus, the second person in the Holy Trinity, became man. He was born in Bethlehem more than 2,000 years ago to Mary and Joseph. Jesus is both God and man, which is another mystery. So Jesus is the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Then when he was born into the world, he was man. So Jesus has two natures. He has a divine nature because he is God, and he has the human nature because he is man. He lived among um, the human race for 33 years before dying on the cross. And Joseph is his foster father who was chosen to help him here on earth um, to, to do the things to help guide Jesus through his early life and into later life when he preached and um, went out to the people. In Lesson 7, Jesus opens heaven for us. We learn that Jesus became man, lived on earth, and died for our sins so that all humans could get into heaven. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross conquered sin, and the gates of heaven were once again opened. Because remember, when Adam and Eve committed original sin, the Garden of Eden was closed. People could not get in. We had to wait a long time for our Savior to come and open those gates. And when that happened, anybody that had died between the time Adam and Eve had sinned and the time our Lord died on the cross, those people were then allowed to go into heaven. So for all those years before that event happened in human history, people had to wait to get in. In Lesson 8, we talked about the sacrament of baptism and confirmation. We learned that a sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. We learned that baptism washes away original sin and we become children of God. In the sacrament of confirmation, we work through, the Holy Spirit works through us and gives us the strength to suffer for Jesus and even die for our faith. We become soldiers of Christ. So there are seven sacraments in our faith, and in Lesson 8, we learned about two of them, baptism and confirmation. In Lesson 9, we talked about the sacrament of penance. We learned about penance and how it is used to heal our relationship with God when we have disobeyed through sin. So if you look in your catechism on page 41, we look at question number 5 and it gives us a guideline for how to receive the sacrament worthily. What must you do to receive the sacrament of penance worthily? To receive the sacrament of penance worthily, I must first find out my sins. 2. Be sorry for my sins. 3. Make up my mind not to sin again. 4. Tell my sins to the priest. And 5. Do the penance the priest gives me. Then, in Lesson 10, we talked about how to make a good confession. And in our Catechism, if you would turn to page 44, we have question 46 asking, How do you make a good confession? And there are six steps, and I'm going to read those to you. Step one is I go into the confessional and kneel. Step two, I make the sign of the cross and say, Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. 
Step three, I say, this is my first confession. Now you would only need to say it's your first confession if it really actually was your first confession. But if you are now have gone to confession more than once, you no longer have to say that. You would say, uh, it's been a week or a month since my last confession. You give like the time since the last time you went. For step four, I confess my sins. Step five, I listen to what the priest tells me. And step six, I say the act of contrition loud enough for the priest to hear me. Then after that, I leave the confessional and I say the penance the priest has given me and thank God for forgiving my sins. And then in lesson 11, we talked about the Holy Eucharist. We learned that the Holy Eucharist is a sacrament of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, present in the host and in the wine that we receive at the Mass. We learned about transubstantiation, that the bread and wine appear and taste like bread and wine, but they are actually the body and blood of Christ. Jesus becomes present in the Holy Eucharist during the sacrifice of the Mass. The priest changes the bread and wine, just as Jesus did at the Last Supper with his disciples. So that was kind of an overview or highlighted the kind of the key points to each of the lessons that we had talked about over the year. And then for some of you second graders going into third grade next year, um, we're going to highlight a little bit about the Ten Commandments because you're going to be moving on into Mr. Harris's class. And the Ten Commandments, I believe, are focused on in a, in great, um, in a great way. So we're going to go over the Ten Commandments, and I challenge all of you, even my first graders becoming second graders next fall, to start memorizing the Ten Commandments and learning them if you don't already know them. Maybe some of you already know them, and that's wonderful. But for those of you that may not, this over the summer would be a good opportunity uh, to start getting acquainted with them. Uh, so the Ten Commandments. The first commandment is, I am the Lord thy God, thou shalt not have strange gods before me. The second commandment, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. The third commandment, remember thou keep holy the Lord's day. Commandment number four, honor thy father and thy mother. Commandment number five, thou shalt not kill. Commandment number six, thou shalt not commit adultery. Commandment number seven, thou shalt not steal. Commandment number eight, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Commandment number nine, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. And commandment number 10, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. And a list of the Ten Commandments are in your catechism. They're at the very, very back page of the book. So page 64 is the last page. It's on the hardcover part of the back of the catechism. So this summer, make sure to stay safe. I hope you all have a wonderful summer. I am sad that I'm not going to get to see you in person, but I'm hoping that in the fall we can all meet again. Make sure you're studying your prayers over the summer. Try to learn those Ten Commandments. And I hope and look forward to seeing you all soon. God bless and take care.